Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Brunch. Hit it, boys. Sucking down this iced coffee, this A juice, is it's drip dropping all over my Macintosh. Oh, you hate to see it. All over the Mac. It's uh it's sweating. I'm working the with the Affleck sweat. I'm gonna start calling my computer my Macintosh. <laughs> uh, anyway, if I can get this uh this M book P cleaned. There you go. Thank you. I got this some is tissues a, for you because I got a, this is a professional grade. <laughs> I am getting just destroyed by my allergies this week. I know. What's the story, Morning Glory? Uh, I surmise that it's because the rain finally stopped. And so well, like, the change in weather really kind of like kicked me right in the sinuses. Well, I don't know if you remember the seminal brunch episode, Broken by the Rain. That, that <laughs> presents a really interesting twist in the brunch history. When people talk about Broken by the Rain, they'll say... Now, sure, you know Broken by the Rain. Everyone's heard Broken by the Rain before. But did you know that the rain stopping... Actually, Pete has a theory that the rain stopping ended up affecting him health-wise. And it's like, oh yeah, everyone knows. I, I listened to the episode after, the whatever we're calling this. <laughs> I've been uh, diving deep into theories based off of uh, of seminal works this really? week. Yeah, just a lot of... Uh... Just a lot of sob rock research. I like. I, oh. I'm fast. I'm fascinated by, like, I think we we've covered sob rock and and we'll get into it a, a bunch more today. Like, I'm predictably coming around on sob rock as, as like an album, but I'm also just fully diving into sob rock as an idea and as like a, um, like a the sob just, rock universe. Which exactly. Sucks that yeah. He's now I'm living selling in shirts that say sob rock universe. Like. I would. I want us to sell shirts that say "Sob Rock right. Universe." Like, I think it's more uh, like us to get into the um, like the marketing versus the actual music. And just going off something you said quickly there, I've also like I'll, I've bumped up "Sob Rock" when we we did we dove deep into it on Friday's episode, and those knee jerk stuff. Yeah, both of us uh, agreed. Like, obviously, a plus marketing, and then. Whatever uh, grade you probably don't want to show your parents for the music, and I think I said I agreed with Pitchfork, which was funny. I think they gave it like a six point one or something. Yeah, I at this point I'm bumping it up to I would say at least a C. I think it's like a a, a C, which is good and fine. So that's like a seven. Yeah, I'd say it's in like the seven. Yeah, I range. think it's in the seven range. Yeah, which I think is, I mean, like that—that's Mayor's Sweet Spot. At the end of the day, that's like a good album. Mm-hmm. Like that, it's not going to win you any awards. It's probably, it's not going to be like his best. Yeah, but like it is going to be a, considered a good album, okay. and, and I can't wait to talk about it more. I mean, I guess we, we can. Yeah, like, we'll get to the coffee talk in a second. Like okay. it was going to be predictable. Like, oh, dude with sign put us another thing. <laughs> he said, oh, if you do, uh, he said uh, if. If you drink hot coffee in the summer, then you're f-king insane, and then we're going to get into a whole what? thing of, like... If you drink hot coffee in the summer? Yeah. Usually, it's, like, if you drink iced coffee in the winter. That's more of, like, an unacceptable thing, but at the end of the day, it's, like, do whatever the fuck you want to do. Who cares? Dude, okay, so now, in our... Screw it, we're going to skip the <laughs> coffee thing. We're going to talk sob rock. Let's, like, quickly skip sob rock and talk coffee thing. What a roundabout way to follow a plan. That's the only way we'll follow a plan, is if we get to break the rules, baby. I 
I just mainly, you know how we both feel about um, the dude with the sign thing, where it's just like any internet opinion that's like, this little, like, I've made this observation and, like, take it too far and put it, and then everyone's like, yeah, you're a psycho if you wear, like, jeans in the summer. It's like, you can wear jeans in the summer, whatever. Like, everyone will be okay. Everything's okay. Uh, The... That's such an internet thing to do is just to like pick something that's like very harmless to everybody yeah. and be like psycho shit. And we've, I mean, I, I, I'm speaking personally. I can't think of examples. I'm sure yeah, I've definitely. done that before. Oh yeah. Um, but if you sleep with your socks on, you're a psycho. Right. Like, what, what if they're comfortable? Right. What, what, what if that what person if their finds feet it just comfortable? don't get circulation and they're cold? Yeah. What if they have like restless leg syndrome and it makes it feels better if they like I don't know if they like scratch their legs using the it's socks. Like a weighted or blanket on your feet. Yeah, socks. Let's let's start. <laughs> let's make like an anti dude with the sign thing where we do it some sort of other way, but it's like clearly also like a jab at dude with the sign, and just uh, support the other side. Mm-hmm. Just be like, if you don't sleep with socks on, like there is proof that you are like whatever terrible quality of a human being. Just as long as we don't say that they murdered small animals. That usually turns out poorly for me. Stay away from <laughs> stay away from from that. Or you could do like reverse things of like if you're a psycho, you do whatever. Yeah, that's that's true. Yeah. Uh but uh, do with sign man. That that's the, that's the suckiest bully. We've already like made our feelings clear, but let's just go one more time. That's just like the shittiest, suckiest bully in the world. And that's he's, not and he's even corporate. That's the worst part about it. So he's corporate, a corporate bro. bully. He is so corporate, dude. I uh, posted the screen grab of his sign that said, "Hot coffee in the summer is fking insane." I also want to hit that with you. Like, is it fking like ching or <laughs> is it fking like what did we chicken do? oh yeah that was what it was the the chicken yeah uh did he did he censor the fucking it's just says fking like, capital f lowercase k here was here's a weird move this bully might call it a psycho move or something capital f lowercase k ng there's no i in fking says dude with sign that's how you know he's corporate he just can't even say the F word. Yeah. He's... Th- I, I, that guy stinks. Not, if well, that I can't is even his say real th- name. I can't even say that guy. You know what's also annoying? Do you just know that, like, his name... So, it's. I think his handle is dude with sign, but I think his name is, like, Seth. What? Like, so that's what you're calling it? What a cop-out. Yeah. You are so... Come on. Come on. Corporate. Get, I, I, you know what I call you? I call you Bill. Ooh. Because, like, that's probably... It's like a corporate guy name. Yeah, I gotta gotta run up Tom. the ladder to Bill. Tom. Yeah. Tom's a corporate guy name. Stupid stupid mean, really judgmental sign man. Uh also me not I'm realizing like me not liking dude with sign is making it clear to me that I'm like a thousand times softer than even I thought I was. What like, that he's pissing you off? Like Yeah, that guy? they're like, hey, don't be so mean with that sign, man. And it's really just like, I like coffee. I'm like, are you considering that? Like, what if someone's been, what if someone's gotten a lot of crud for their coffee drinking habits? And they're like, I just like coffee this way. And then you're coming out with your millions of followers that you bought corporate bill. I don't, just like, I don't know. The, 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 oh, if you drink hot coffee any time of the year, like hot coffee 
is a warm blanket for me. Yeah. Like, that makes me feel good. We've done... So I was thinking of scenarios, because some, someone responded, and they were like, uh, I think that this is just, like, psychotic or whatever. And I was like, I'm very interested in in that. What do you find psychotic? Do you find the coffee, th- the point that he... The thing about coffee, do you find that psychotic? Or do you find putting up a sign saying that, that you're effing, effing insane... If you drink coffee, which of these are you finding psychotic? Because I don't necessarily find either psychotic, but I just find one unnecessarily uh, harsh. And the person was like, it's the coffee thing, man. For for me, like, if it's hot out, I'm doing iced coffee, and that's just the rule. And I'm like, cool, totally respect that for you. But then I was thinking of scenarios where it wouldn't be F-King insane, where I, we talked about this. I got central air. Yeah, right. I'm not trying to brag. If I wake up in the morning and I don't feel... I'd like to walk and get my coffee in the morning, or I've talked about this, I sit on my front steps and I drink some coffee. If I don't feel like taking that walk, I wake up in cool temperatures. Right. Just put on a cup Being of coffee. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, what's the difference? At the end of the day, what's the difference between drinking hot coffee... This whole in the episode su- is going yeah. to be on coffee. At the end of the day, what is the difference between drinking hot coffee in the summer and eating a pizza in the summer? They're both hot, man. They're both hot. They're both. They're hot. both probably going to warm you up a little bit. Someone also, and you know what? They're both great all year round. Someone else told me this. They said you want hot coffee in the summer because they said I was. I personally was also a cold or iced coffee at all times in the summer person until I learned that if it's hot out, then hot coffee is closer to your blood temperature. In which case. That hits faster. Ooh. That caffeine hits faster. And I mean, legitimately, somebody You're on really Twitter told this to it. me, so I don't know if it's true, but that's very interesting. But there's so many scenarios in which it's hot. I think when we were doing Affleck week, there were times that we were like up late editing together and like burning the midnight oil, burning like the 9 p.m. oil, <laughs> and Dunkin' Donuts was closed, and we'd just like have some coffee. To me, I think... I think like summer evening hot coffee is just so jives with production, yeah, and like getting stuff done. And maybe it's like the coffees for closers thing. Like I, I, I tell you what, in uh, Glengarry Glen Ross, they, no one was reaching for iced coffee when he says cloth coffees for closers like that. It's just so like sweating and like you know what, we're gonna need a couple more hours on this. I'll put on the coffee. Like, that's just so... I could imagine people like John Mayer, and he's working on Sobrock. Maybe they're doing a late night. I could so see them sitting in the studio and just, like, doing cups of coffee, like, paper cups of coffee. I've I've uh, I've recently gotten into doing, like, the evening coffee. I was never, never like, a big evening coffee guy, mainly because, like, I, I, necess- I uh, relate coffee to, like, necessity, mm-hmm. where it's like, okay, I gotta wake up. I need this coffee. The evening coffee thing is more, like... It's a vibe. Yeah. That, so that's why I've been like getting into evening coffee, and I love it. It's, it's just like you go like a little bit smaller portions. Definitely. But like it's a vibe thing, and it kind of like gives you second life in the latter portion of the day. It's lightly scintillating. Yes. It's like having a cigarette, or it's like – obviously, it's the opposite of having a, a, a Bud Light or whoever wants to sponsor us, but something like that. So – don't be mean to people about what temperature or the temperature at which they'll take their coffee. And also, don't do what you want. 
we're not going to dude with sign this. Do what you want. But I mean, like, that's been the, the don't message of the podcast since the very beginning. It's like, hey, you like something and it's yeah. harm, harmless to like basically yeah. everybody? Let your freak flag fly. And it shows what uh, how much times have changed then. Because early when we would do episodes, like the big thing with that was like, I have a lot of thoughts on We're doing like, a men who are handsome. Yeah. Yeah. So like, can if if you talk about that, no one's gonna no n- no one's gonna get hurt here. And now, if someone were like, "Hi, I saw a picture of Henry Golding the other day, and I found it very handsome, and I would like to talk about it," people would be like, "Yeah, of course, that's all anybody's talking yeah, about right. right now. What's wrong with you? Why wouldn't you talk about it, you weirdo?" Henry Golding, by the way, is just like. Dude, he is T's I, and P's to Barstool Sports because apparently he stopped by the office and everyone is posting pictures of themselves with Henry Golding. Why would you ever do that? And that is just photographical <laughs> suicide is overstating it, but like No, it's not. It's you, fo- like, it's photographical suicide. You are man I, we were t- texting about this, like Ken Jack posted a picture of him and Henry Golding, and I was like, I have never in my life thought Ken Jack wasn't a good looking dude. And that was the dumbest move on Ken Jack's part. <laughs> Henry yeah. Golding is so attractive. If I was going, if Henry, if I came across Henry Golding, I would not ask him to take a picture with me. I would be like, "Can I take a picture of you? May I take a picture yes. of you? May I snap a picture of you? And then, like, I'll throw a filter on it. Maybe, maybe I won't need to. And then I'll post it on my Instagram and be like, "Wow, look at this." Look at this masterpiece that I just took a picture of. I heard a fun story related to this, and it's kind of sad, but a friend was at a concert, and sitting next to them with, I believe, her children was legendary actor Julianne Moore. Oh, wow. And she was like... Apparently, like, I know this story. Being nice and everything, and like friendly enough. So at one point, like they want they wanted to get a picture of themselves. So it was like like let's say it's like you, me, a couple of our friends. We asked the person next to us, like, "Hey, can you take a picture of us?" So when they asked Julianne Moore to take a picture, Julianne Moore was like, Definitely. "Of course, happy yeah. to do it," and was like, "Okay, who's going to take this picture?" And they were like, "Oh, like we we weren't bugging you for a picture. We were just actually asking if you could take the picture." And then apparently Julianne Moore felt bad because she assumed th- she yeah. thought that she was like pushing like, oh, well, of course you want to take a picture with me. But it was just a harmless mistake. And now I just think about That's what hilarious. would you do? Like you sat next to Taylor Kitsch at a sporting event. I did. What would you do if you just happened to be sitting next to somebody like Julianne Moore? Like, ju- I, I, we love Taylor Kitsch. I think Julianne Moore would be a like, way bigger freakout time for me. No, it was Taylor Kitsch for me. And like. It it legitimately tore me up inside whether or not I should like it like I spent at least a half an hour being like should I ask should I ask to take a picture no don't do that no because we were like we were just like talking and just like chatting and boys it's better it, I was gonna it say ruins like the boys thing it's better to say that you made small talk with Taylor Kitsch yeah. than to say that hey look I got this picture and if the, the, if the picture is gonna be good. Because there's a rapport there, like maybe you know what? Maybe if like the you said he he like kind of hung out for a little bit and then like left. Yeah, he he uh, he disappeared for like a half an hour and then he came back. Oh, okay, so if you're sitting there the whole game and like you're talking and a rapport is developed and then it's like, hey, we're going here or whatever, and it's like clearly okay, I'm cool with this person. Then at some point, you'd be like, look, you're gonna kill me, but like, let's just, yeah. we're, we're doing it. We're getting a picture. That's fine. You're right. But 
if it's a it wasn't I'm prioritizing getting a picture yeah. over maybe exchanging a cool story with you, that's dumb. Yeah, and uh and his buddy was like, Yo, come meet out with us at later on in the night and like I I may have may have asked a few drinks later on in the night or whatever, but like it never ended up happening happening mainly because Tampa stinks and everything was closed. Had no fun. It was on like a Sunday or something. It depends on the year for Tampa. Tampa, no other city I've been to varies from year to year in terms of like, is it a cool, fun happening city? It was it was like quite okay. Interesting. So that's coffee talk. Um on the as I said, on the Friday episode, we did a lot of Sawbrock, we did Escape Room 2, we did uh, Space Jam, another weird little cause I want to bring up. Like, so, like, the, there's the coffee thing. That's like the a new internet rule. Apparently, you got to do certain temps at certain times. There was a wave that I've seen s- subside because I think people realized like they were getting out of control. But there was a decent wave over starting with like Friday, I guess. Of you're not allowed to say Space Jam Two is bad, and I've seen that subside now, but. A very popular thing was like declaring why you're not allowed to say Space Jam is bad, and it was like, I, I know it's bad. I <laughs> like I like those movies; they're fun or whatever. But you could that's that's probably not the cause. Yeah, I wonder like I wonder what the space is between like not being allowed to say something is bad and like like being able to take it at face value. Yeah. Like you know, we've we've had that discussion many a times. I think maybe last week when we talked about Escape Room or whatever, like going into a Blumhouse movie, you're usually not expecting it to be an Oscar winner or whatever. You just kind of like, all right, I'm I'm kind of just expecting it to be 2 hours of mindless entertainment. And like if that's what you want to say, it's like, well, yeah, of course Space Jam's a bad movie because it's Space Jam. Then like that's fine. But I also think that there is an element of like, if you you're allowed to say that Space Jam Two is bad, because like, I think there's an element of like, you can't say Space Jam Two is bad because it's a kids movie, blah yeah. blah blah. But like, you can recognize that kids movies are bad. There are ki- bad yeah. kids movies. Shout out Secret Life of Pets. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I, it, but a lot. It's weird. Like a lot of. People who who I like trust on pop culture stuff were saying the it's a kids movie thing, and not only we talked about how there's a lot of Matrix references. There's a Mad Max scene. There's legitimately a scene of the movie Mad Max. Uh, there's a Friday Night Lights, specifically Vincent Howard reference in the movie. Kids aren't going to get that. But further to that, kids these days, parents tell me don't know looney tunes no one they they don't know they might know um bugs bunny they might know a couple but like when they kill foghorn leghorn in that movie i don't think anyone's no kids are shedding tears yeah they're like oh they just killed that rando they they got the thing that i get when i'm watching like breaking bad (laughs) and they'll just like take out a guard and i'm like that was a whole person that was a person's entire life that rooster had a family right they're like that that out of shape man just flew away and now he's dead. Can we talk about him? And they're like, ah, he's not one of the better characters. They're like, that was a character. <laughs> uh, yeah, there is like a uh, there's a lot of like, who is this movie made for? Yeah, but also like, it doesn't really matter. You can still recognize that it's 
not the best movie of all time. Mm-hmm. You can say that it's bad if you really think that it's ge- it's genuinely bad. I don't think that it's like genuinely terrible, but it's not like a great movie. I don't think it's harming anybody. No, I don't think that anyone. It's uh, mindless entertainment. Yes, and again, the man, if it was just less talk, more rock. If they just spent the first 15 minutes being like, all right, you know how LeBron James is. You know that at some point there's going to be some sort of thing and there's going to be – he's got to play – there's going to be a basketball game. Okay, so we're starting the basketball game right now. When <laughs> yeah. you know who's on all the teams, all the good players are going to be on the other team. And it's going to be LeBron James and all these Looney Tunes bozos. And what, like, if, if he's talking to a woman his age in the stands, just assume like context wife. clues. That's his yeah. wife. <laughs> if there's like a kid on the other team, it's calling him dad. They're related. Like – that that'll be his son. You're gonna get this. We okay? don't need the family Game dynamic. Go, now. yeah. <laughs> and then like everything else, you can pick up pick up with context clues. Like again, if the kid's saying, "Dad, I like it on this team," I'm like, "All right, so LeBron doesn't want his son to be on that team, and he's trying to get his son back." We could figure all this out. But they spend so much time leading up to the game, and the game's fun. I would like some more Dame time. Yeah, Dame I, was I, I think party. that like Space Jam two, if it ever. If like movies even are on TV anymore, I don't know if that even happens these mm. days. If Space Jam Two was on TV and it was like halfway through, I would absolutely watch it. Happily sit down, watch the basketball game, and then get out. Yeah, and be happy about it. You know who sometimes what sometimes will get out? Hair will get out of your head. I'm talking about for two of three men. By the time they're 35, their hair will get out. Not for me. Their hair will. Look at this thing. Their hair. I don't know. Yeah, you, that could be a, you cut it, and then you learn some stuff. Yeah, I'm scared. I'm afraid <laughs> of that too. I haven't cut. I haven't cut my hair even close to short in so long. That could be the, that. That's a Seinfeld episode where the guy has uh, he either has long hair or he, oh, he used to shave his head, and Elaine's like, shave your head again, and he's like, yeah, I haven't done it in a while, and then he shaves his head and he sees that he's bald. Oh no, yeah. So that could happen if you're two of three men. By the time you're 35, more than 50 million men in the U.S. suffer from male pattern baldness. There are only two FDA-approved medications that can prevent hair loss. Good news for you. Keeps offers both, and that's what we're talking about right now. They offer a simple, stress-free way to keep your hair. Convenient virtual doctor consultations and medications get delivered straight to your door every three months. You don't have to leave your home. It ain't expensive. Treatments start at just $10 per month and keeps offers generic versions. There's discreet packaging and proven results. We've talked about this before. If you're living in that Kevin Hart nosy-ass neighborhood, everyone's right. standing outside of their house at all times talking to each other, then they'll be saying, hey, what's, what's, what's he getting delivered? Oh, he's 35. He may have experienced it. Chances are he's experienced some sort of hair loss by now. But it's discrete packaging. I can't tell what what it is. If this were me personally, I'd say, you know what? Slap it right on there. Like, I, I'm, I'm not, Let him know. Yeah. Not not afraid of this. I'm, I'm tackling this head on. You hear that? Head on. Because you want the hair on head. And very humble by keeps. Uh, no free promo. That's right. They're boxes. They're serving you. They're not, not doing themselves. it for the money. Yeah. That's right. Keeps ain't in this for the <laughs> money. They're doing it for the love of the They're game. They're in it for you. They're, I'll tell you what, though. They might be. I've noticed this. They might be in it for the five-star reviews. Ooh. Because they've got more of them than Ooh. any of their competitors. So I don't know what's happening, but they are getting five-star review after five-star review. I think, Pete. I think it's the service they're doing. I think they just do a good job. Fair enough. I think that that, that like weirdly got into like... It sounded like I was like 
like questioning the five star reviews. I was not. I'm saying I, I'm I. You know what? I am questioning this five star reviews. I'm questioning how many five star reviews can a company have? Hmm. The answer is a ton. Yeah. You want proof? <laughs> Check out Keeps. Prevention is key. Treatments can take four to six months to see results. So you know what? Best time to plant a tree? We talked about this 20 years ago. Second best time? Now. 19 and three quarters years ago. Third best time? Now. Act fast. If you're ready to take action and prevent hair loss, go to keeps.com slash brunch to receive your first month of treatment for free. That's keeps.com slash brunch to get your first month free. Keeps.com slash brunch. An important part of... Friday's Patreon episode, which was quite loaded. Patreon.com slash listen to brunch. We just really had good so much stuff to work with. And we had and, a lot of fun. Right. We had a lot of fun. Came up with like silly games and things that we're going to do. Probably the biggest takeaway. Oh, yeah, the biggest takeaway I might was... be Escape Room 2, but like number two would be that uh, we're, we're going to sob rock market a bunch of stuff. So if there's anything, and we've put some out there so far, we've done two for Escape Room. Two Sob Rock ad campaigns for Escape Room 2 and one for Jaws. Patreon people, if you want to suggest anything that we should Sob Rock market or promo, let us know. Yeah, it was just, I was, uh, while you're going through the Space Jam talk, I was like, why are we doing this again for a second week in a row? And I forgot that it was the Patreon episode. And uh, it, was, it was a really, really good time. Uh, if you're not thorough. on the Patreon, Go uh, go subscribe to the Patreon. Listen to last week's episode. Uh, the Escape Room Two, the Space Jam Two, and the Sob Rock review were all a lot of fun. Yes, and we'll do because of these Friday releases. We're excited to do old on Friday. Can't believe we haven't talked about this yet. M Night Shyamalan has a movie called Old coming out, which. Yeah. Someone was saying, like, oh, I watched No Country for Old Men the other day. I was like, don't care. The only old I care about <laughs> is M. Night Shyamalan. We don't need to have a full-fledged Shyamalan discussion, but he's just in constant, he's this bounce-back Shyamalan mode, and yep. it's very possible that he just stinks. Yeah, he just <laughs> never will get there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but but he's, like, he's like Blumhouse, where it's like, hey, this, is, this might stink, and it probably will, mm-hmm. but you know what? I got to see it because I got to be able to talk about it. Yeah, so check that out on Friday. We do yeah, have a, and I don't want to like like constantly do the uh, like movie review Friday thing. No, no, we want to be able to give the reviews to everyone. Yeah, but uh, we will be doing that on Friday, and then we'll uh, a lot of movies coming out that I'm very excited about. Jackass Two just had its yes. own, uh, trailer today, and boy, I wasn't really sure like how I would feel about another Jackass. Um, like obviously, I'm I'm not gonna say no to it, but like, right. d- does the world need it? Does does the world is there still a place for Jackass these days? And let me tell you, there sure is, because the the joy that was sparked in my body after watching that Jackass trailer, October twenty second cannot come fast enough. It's mindless. It's absolutely not harmless, but it's but it's like it's it's not harmless or it's harmless to the viewer, but like. There is some legitimate Midsommar shit going on in that trailer. And, like, for all the shit that Jackass has done and how crazy those dudes are and just, like, how batshit insane they are, have they ever been, like, toxic or problematic? I think I they're think just so. fucking... 
big children who du- do dumb shit. Yeah, I'd have to go back, but I don't. I mean, they made their stuff in the heyday of like homophobia and pop right. culture, and yeah, I mean, I can't. Th- maybe I'd go back and watch and be like, oh, well, this is dumb. They probably wouldn't do this today. But I think that generally everything was just like, look how stupid <laughs> yeah. we are. The joke is a thousand percent on us. It, I, I remember I would watch it. I, I'd watch it with my dad. I would watch it with my friends. That was like legitimately fun for the whole family. Yeah, everybody was into Jackass. So, and the movies are, have been like consistently awesome. I remember thinking when they first came out with movies, I was like, I, I can just watch Jackass. Why would I go see a movie of it? That seems silly. But where like like their budget yeah. and like I think that like a lot of people forget. I I forget sometimes that like Jackass was only on TV for like two years. And then, like, wow. it was all reruns after that. Man. It was only on TV for two years. And then, like, after that, they got, okay, they got green-lighted for the movies. And then the movies kind of pushed them forward. So they're kind of the opposite of Borat, where, like, I think I, I think the Borat movies are kind of lame. Like, I... Well, Borat was always a movie, wasn't it? That wasn't a T. Was that a TV show? Yeah, first? was it the Ali G show? Well, yeah. Well, it was was Borat on the Ali G yes. show? Yes. Okay. All right. Oh, you know. wait. Do you? I so was, you can't I, see it. It's not on HBO. I do have the DVDs. I can hook uh, you up. Okay. It's very very funny. Okay. Yeah, the B- Borat or the, the Ali G show. He I had three characters. He had Ali G. He had Borat, and he had Bruno. Okay. And I did not know that. The man, what a great show. Uh, the. The Borat, like the the stuff in the show, was incredible, and then the the movie was just different because the movie was obviously all scripted and staged and everything. Whereas Borat was like legitimately this dude going up to strangers and doing <laughs> insane things. Um, Clear eyes, full hearts, can't lose. Tweets Netflix. What could this mean? All five seasons of Friday Night Lights return to Netflix oh, on August first. Yeah. That's pretty big. Hell yeah, big fan of that. Congratulations to them. Okay, um, so we talked about what we talked about on the Friday episode, so we feel like we haven't totally screwed out people who aren't patrons, so um, you know our thoughts on Space Jam. <laughs> if, you, if you want the deep dive on Escape Room 2, you, you are going to have to just get that Patreon episode. But um, let's talk more Saw Brock, because... The the Sawbrock fun in the Sawbrock universe is never going to end. Like my brain is still thinking of like Sawbrock jokes and yeah, the the Sabra hummus Sabra at the end of it was so good. Uh, yeah, that that part of my brain still uh, still exercising for whatever reason. And I'm like texting Miles, who our friend Miles, who makes bootleg toys. I'm like, dude, what are you doing? How have you not made Sawbrock things? I sent him the. Uh, the Saab Rock Photoshop, the Saab, S-A-A-B. Yeah, for him to I was like, like a that's a wheels. toy. Yeah. yeah, dude, make that that toy. Um, he's killing it, by the way. If you guys want to follow Sir Collect a Lot on awesome. Instagram, just... Uh, I see his, uh, I see his uh, promo, his promo game, uh, too, when he just, like, comments in people's uh, things. He's like... Wow, this reminds me of the custom toys that I make. Really? <laughs> yeah. He does that He's on like, a lot of big accounts. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah. All right, so greatest promotional campaigns of 2020 <laughs> or 2021. John Mayer v. Sir uh, Collect a Lot. Um, but let's, yeah, let's talk more Sawbrock because 
again, the aesthetic is classic. We all know it's great. I think that most people agreed, though, that the album was kind of a letdown. But then, like, your point is, I think, is so right about, like, I don't think anyone said, like, I don't think people do the Taylor Swift thing with John Mayer. Even, even like, Mayer stands, I don't think they say, like, oh, this these is, are the, this best is the best songs thing you've or, ever heard. They're just like, I really like John Mayer. And that's, yeah. and that's where he's, I mean, he is Eric Clapton now. He's just like, I don't say this to insult anybody. I'm just, like, drawing comparisons. They're just, like, kind of boring, good guitarists who are never going to knock your socks off. And that's totally cool. They they both are great for what they do, but they're I don't think they're out there to to knock your socks off. I don't think that Eric Clapton's ever been like, check out this like scorching hot solo. He's just like, no, you lay a track down. I'll do something tasteful on it. We'll keep the energy at about like a six point two, and that's all. That's all we need to do. I don't know, man. And that's what Mayer does. You ever seen Gravity? The live performance of Gravity from the Where the Light Is. Uh, Maybe show that dude. He he rips for like a good like two minutes at the end of that to close out the show, and it's pretty incredible. Nice, uh, but uh, you, culture you, yourself. You'd uh, <laughs> you'd bump it up. I mean, I'm more like uh, honestly. I think that I like Dead and Co. John Mayer more than like I'm more interested in seeing Dead and Co. in the fall than I am of seeing the Sob Rock. That no, tour. definitely definitely not. Like I'm definitely interested in seeing uh, Dead and Co. But I need to – if you if you want to talk about, like, the marketing campaign and how good it is, like, that's going to translate to right. the, the performance of the tour. as I was saying that. I and was also like, think about the merch right. on the tour. I mean, that is going to be an – that's going to be a aesthetic marketing experience. Yeah. You can't skip that. Um, a, a part of the Sob Rock experience that you – you just mentioned this in passing. You were like, yeah, I watched his uh, Zane Lowe – interview and he brought up this point and blah, blah you didn't did you not did you miss the, you buried the you either buried the lead or you no you I, saw it with different eyes than i did how is your takeaway not the zane low john mayer interview is the most ridiculous insane thing in the world and both of those people need to be put in time out for a second <laughs> after yeah no you're not wrong uh i kind of wanted you to to see it for yourself okay uh i'm glad that you went out and did are you still at apple music guy both okay all right i didn't know you still double dipped yeah, i yeah. i paid ten dollars for a month of apple music just to watch that interview and boy it's worth every fucking penny it's on youtube is it yeah well whoops uh whatever now you can listen to time crisis i've spent ten dollars on dumber things of course uh and holy shit that is uh that interview is a, just a ride like it's them just being like isn't this crazy yeah it's cr- oh my what, that's so crazy right it- what uh wh- that oh, my mind is blown, and it's like, and what by are you doing even this, talking about? I found a way to change everything. You found a way to change everything. <laughs> yes. Yeah. My favorite part was they're like, just like like validating each other's yeah, craziness. Yeah. <laughs> like, are you with me? I'm with you. Oh my god, I'm here. Oh, I am right there. <laughs> We're both there, and you're there, and everybody else. They want to walk around. They want to do a dance around. They want to do. A, they want to do a dance around the circle. <laughs> they want to do a dance around the circle, and. I'm here, and Zane Lowe's, You are totally there. And, uh, yes, at, at like five different points, Zane Lowe's just like, "You're you're on a different level." Yeah. <laughs> it's like holy shit. I generally, I, I I quite like Zane Lowe. 
I think he lets people go where they're going to go. This is more of an example of like, you're going where you're going, and I'm coming with you, okay? Yeah. I'm coming. I'm going to sit right there with you. And I think that his his job's kind of weird because he's like part it's he's like, part like he's interview, like part like PR, yeah. exactly. This is These are obviously all like promotional. He's a good interviewer, things. but yeah. like he is, like people are going on the show to promote their shit i mean obviously there's not going to be a divisive no. zane low interview he's not going to be like so tell me about these racist tweets i was gonna say <laughs> i mean steve hyden steve hyden's review of Sawbrock mentioned john mayer so obviously there's J- john mayer has a different but unfortunately similar a checkered past. eric clapton uh type of um uh red flag in his past or whatever and Steve Hyden made that like the lead of oh, his Sawbrock review, and I was like, "Wow!" Did <laughs> not, did not see him going there to start. But it was basically like, I was never a big John Mayer fan, and like over the years, he would do things that would make me less inclined to like him. So he brings up uh, some of the like the dumb things that that he's John Mayer going back to the eighties when racism was more acceptable. <laughs> uh, so I, I think, I, I think that Steve Hyden actually quite liked. Sawbrock, really off the bat which um i think I, I, we talked about this like fights loved it so People much seem to like it so, yeah some friends have I, i've gotten some like hey isn't this really good and again it's n- never to the level of like the the swift craziness but of like hey isn't um shouldn't matter but it does awesome i'm like oh just classic disagreement yeah but uh happy you like it that that's like a, a skip for me, but I think most people initially heard it and were were not blown away. But again, I think that in the future I need to be more considerate of John Mayer's not necessarily trying to to blow you away. But the uh, the Zane Lowe interview is so ridiculous, and he talks about. There's one part I posted it um, where he what does he say? He's like people. Uh, I for, uh, I, I'm going to mess this up. But what he says is, like, he found his way around something and, like, he beat the game or whatever. And he's like, and there's this expectation that you do this. And then you get far enough away from it that by the time you do it as a joke, you're doing it for real. Yeah. And that's where you're, at, like, your most earnest. And what he said really, I'm pretty sure, does not make sense. And Zane Lowe says back, you detonated it. You <laughs> totally detonated it. And John Mayer goes, Yeah. <laughs> Like, I don't want to say I did, but I, but like you, you clearly Thank understand you. that I did. Yes. Uh, yeah. There's like, there's a whole lot of talk about like, uh, this isn't a joke. I don't have the the balls to I take a joke this far. And it's like, and then he's like, I, I, I thought a lot about this, this album as a shit post. And like the fact that he called his own album a shit post made me laugh for like four straight days. He goes, it's like a shit post. And that's what it is. This album's a shit post. It's a shit post. And then like two minutes later, he's like, none of it is a joke. Okay? Yeah. I can't do that. I'm not a funny guy. I'm not over here, Mr. Funny Guy. Teddy oh, bears yeah. in the back doing live streams. I'm like, I... You are like, that is <laughs> that's, exactly that's who, who you've been. Like, career is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. You literally went into a bear costume yeah. for your MTV show yeah. that was about you being funny. Yeah. You're a funny guy. Yeah. Nobody has ever been like, John Mayer. Super unfunny. That part, I mean, yeah, like you, like that's the one thing that Chappelle. everybody agrees upon. Yeah, his, yeah, his thing of, it's not a joke. 
I couldn't take a joke. I don't have the balls. Man, I love that interview. <laughs> I've watched it a couple times. Uh, we, so shortly after you mentioned it, you were like, he says this on the uh, Zane Lowe interview. Will, from uh, Circling Back, shout out the uh, the Washed fam, set, tweeted like, that's the, like the John Mayer Zane Lowe interview is the craziest thing I've ever seen. And I think I texted him right away and I was like, I'm not going to be wasting my time here. And he was like, no, no, absolutely watch it. And I was just like live texting him <laughs> the whole time because every three minutes there was some like outburst or something where no one is on the same page, but they're just so like, <laughs> I am with you. Dude. They have like, it's like broken into chapters where it's like this part, I this part, like this part. And timestamps, bro. Th- yeah, they're they're probably like a minute and a half. And in every minute and a half, there's like a crazy like, all right, these guys are insane yeah. sort of moment. So it is a absolute well worth your watch. Um, how has your perception of Sabrock changed since Friday? Strongly. Well, well to- actually, before we get to that, part of the reason that I was so disappointed on Friday or underwhelmed on Friday with my initial like perception of Sabrock was because of the Zane Lowe interview. Because like the way the like after listening to the Zane Lowe interview, you're like, holy fuck, this album's gonna be crazy. These guys are just like going off the rails talking about how insane this album is. And right. it's, it's not. It's like it's John Mayer. Right. Like Um I listened to after doing a couple listens of Sabrock and being like one of the things I said Friday was you can say that like you're going for like, oh, I'm going to go for like an 80s aesthetic here. It's going to be an 80s vibe and then make something like, I don't know, Last Train Home, which that Last Train Home, I think, is like really thoughtful and good musically, but it's not going to knock your socks off. But a lot of the songs on that album are just kind of like, I'll borrow a term from our father, like generic pop song number three. Um, certainly, the second song shouldn't matter, but it does. Is And on Friday, I was like, you can say, all right, I'm just going to do like an 80s thing. And that doesn't mean that you have to dumb it down. Right. Because I mentioned Toto 4. Like, if you want to say, okay, I'm going for like a Toto type of thing here. Africa is a brilliant song. Uh, Rosanna is one of like the best pop songs ever i think it got it it has a key change in the middle of the verse it's constantly changing keys it's doing all these insane things it's got this like iconic drum beat it's doing all these things and i say that to say like you can go for an 80s thing without saying all right i'm just gonna go for like a dumb kind of cheap thing the way that say uh a church's might or whatever and be like okay we're just gonna go for like a simple 80s sounding thing a lot of the things from the 80s that we love a lot of the the yacht rock that we love is really really like impressive sophisticated music and john mayer is as capable of doing something sophisticated as any solo pop artist right now so Mm -hmm. i I was a little disappointed in that so i after saying that i went back and listened to toto four like the songs that aren't the hits and I was like, you know what? A lot of these songs kind of suck. So <laughs> that, so you know what? Maybe you you can just do a, a mix and make some of them filler, which I think there's definitely filler on this album, and make the highs really high. So a, a slight apology to John Mayer there. Yeah, I so like the biggest 
difference, I guess, or like the biggest sort of epiphany that I have had to accepting Sabrock is just, uh, I don't consider the three songs released ahead of Last Train Home to be Sob Rock. I just, I like, I'm taking those mm. out of the question and I'm just, they're not, they're pre Sob Rock era. I'm yeah. removing those from the equation. And then I'm Whimper take, Rock. Yeah. And then I'm taking the seven other songs and considering those. And I think there's only, there's only two, two hard skips for me out of those seven. And I like the other five. So much of this is tolerable, which sounds insulting, but I don't know. There's like, there's nothing wrong with like straight up not liking a song. Right. So a lot of it's fine if there's a song on an album that is like a pure, easy, automatic skip for you, and that shouldn't matter, but it does for me. Same. That's one of my skips. But if there's only one song on an album that you don't like, which Dude with sign voice, like you are allowed to not like songs, doesn't mean you don't like that artist. This is a mostly inoffensive album, definitely, right? Definitely, and that's where I would say not being too exciting, yeah, kind of helps him because he's not going to he's not going to go too far the other way. No, no, like like there's Taylor Swift often has like one or two songs on an album you're like oh like hard skip like. I wish that song did not exist. Mm-hmm. The, I, I would say... Shout out, I did something bad. <laughs> Don't you like that song? I think... Wait, no. Is I did something bad? Which one's the one that sounds like uh, Take Me to Church in the Microwave? <laughs> I don't know. I uh, wrote that somewhere, so I'll be able to find this. Uh, the, I mean, the one that she did with Brandon Urie is an absolute... Like, Me wish that song did not exist. All-time whoops. Remember when... like I think recently Twitter was like, remembering the one-year anniversary or two-year anniversary of the release of me. And I was like, what the fuck? I thought we all agreed that we were just going to pretend this song never came out. Oh, I'm remembering I did something bad. I liked it, but I just... Uh, I put, don't blame me in the not-very-good tier and wrote, sounds like someone put Take Me to Church in the Microwave. I love it! Exclamation point. I think I was uh, slightly happier back then, but it said I not very good. Bad on that album, I said, was ready for it and call it what you want. And worse than bad was gorgeous. I'd have to listen back and see how I feel about all that. See if it holds up. Like Sobrock, things can change. Uh, Some of the Patreon Friday uh, episodes, we should do like revisiting this thing. I'd love to. I thought the other day, um, I don't know where I could do it, but I want to do like a video or something on, this is very nerdy, on like... Taylor Swift's relationship with a certain very generic chord progression and it's like a reason why a lot of times if someone likes say um uh, uh what's the everyone's oh all too well like I, I don't get I, the that that song, that song makes no impression on me because it ha- it's like Same. a very generic chord progression it doesn't change the whole way but some songs like blank space will use that and then like change it in the chorus in a way where like one chord is swapped out for another, and it to takes use off. Z- Zane Lowe's terminology. <laughs> it detonates, detonates it, and I'm like, oh, I bet that's where like having sitting next to Mar- Max Martin while you're making this song is like, oh wait, 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 don't, okay, don't play there. Instead of the instead of the uh, what would it be? I think it's like instead of the the four chord, play the two chord or something, and it changes everything. I want to do some sort of thing like explaining that because I feel like. Um, 
there's some listeners and some some internet friends or whatever who like those sorts of conversations, but also I don't want to just come off as saying like I don't like this song, it's generic without ever fully having like a piece that explains it somewhere because I think that people can just be dumb about that and yeah, but you know the people that are dumb about that are not going to watch that video. It's That's only true. the people that are that care about it. Yeah, but but I mean like a lot of like and it's an issue I have with watching a lot of uh um like the the Anthony Fantano kid shouts out him god bless him he's making a killing doing what he does but he'll say something and then doesn't really show his work and yeah. i want to be like you hey i can't show my work down. if yeah. you'd like but i just assume that no one wants to like if you don't want to understand why i feel hole. this way yeah. and you don't want to put the effort into like getting what i'm saying then that's on you but i've at least put it down somewhere that's not a bad idea do like a two-minute video explaining like your thoughts on an album and then every it's like pop-up video Every time you're saying something, be like, the chord progression is pretty generic. And then, like, there's a little thing. It's like, click here for a 31-minute video of me talking about this song. (laughs) I don't think anybody would want that. But, um, yeah, you asked how my impression of Sobrock has changed. I definitely like some of the songs more, including... Ooh, man. I just want to get to it. We're going to do our top five Sobrock tunes. And this song might be a surprise to be in there, but... I think it should. I, I think. It oh, should I know what you're gonna say. Do you know what song it's gonna be? Yeah, it's gonna be "Why You Know Love Me." Why You Know Love Me is in the top five. However, that might not be the song I was talking about. Ooh, my top five. I, I still haven't. I know what the five are. I just don't know what the order is because I'm going back and forth all all the time. But if you were to say a week ago, here are your five favorite songs on Sawbrock. I'd be like, well, I haven't heard some of these songs yet, so I don't know. But you know what I'm saying. Like, if you were to be like, hey, this song that you're going to hate on Friday is going to make a decent impression by Tuesday, then uh, that just shows the the power of either May or getting better with time, or I think more realistically, people adjusting to it and not thinking, Mayor's out, he's bringing heat. Mayor don't bring heat. (laughs) Yeah, Mayor's very much a like, Hey, I'm going to sit with this. That's why I said, like, I usually come around to warming up on on stuff that I don't particularly love at the very beginning. Yeah. And it's like a it's a progress. Like I, I was as I said, I'm inevitably inevitably going to like this album yeah. more than I do on Friday. Yeah. And I'm glad to to join you on that that ride because. I don't know. It's easy to hear something a couple times and be like, "Well, I mean, like, music I know is what it always is that way." Kind of like. Where it's like you can't you can't fully grasp what it is after one listen. That's also I texted Feidelberg today saying this. My, I, I'm trying to refine my music listening experience because it dawned on me the other day that because I get so excited and I want to talk about oh like did you hear that they, they can do this yeah. part and then they do this blah, blah blah like my stupid brain is like cr- like I listen with fucking like a, a magnifying glass and I'm just like. I'm not just sitting there hearing the song. I'm like, what's going on? Is there any percussion? Oh, there's a shaker. It's only in the right ear. Okay. Ah, uh, they do this in this other song. This is lame. Like, and like, I miss things like the lyrics. And if I, now if I hear a song that I'm like, ah, uh, it's kind of ordinary. I don't love it. I'll listen back and like, listen to the words. And I'll be like, are there good lyrics? And a big reason why I like, why, you know, love me more than I did initially is it has some awesome, awesome lyrics. So, I'm trying Other than to the chorus. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're we're getting there with the chorus. Give me like two more months. It's, and I'm, I'm like never I'm never I'm telling you right now I'm never going to get there with the chorus just because I can hear in my head when he does it, yeah. why don't you love me? Yeah. And I'm just like this would have changed that the was a, entire song. Do you think that was a plant from Zane? Because Zane of, asked yeah. that. He was He's, like, Yeah, why don't why didn't why didn't you just do why don't you love me? Yeah. Yeah. Th- there think, was th- there was a uh, a TikTok someone sent me that was like it's like what's your biggest issue with any song and someone was like uh definitely that in the first two acts of moving out billy joel does working too hard can give you a heart attack second one is uh trading a chevy for a cadillac and the third one is you should never argue with the crazy ma 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 man mind he's trying to say mm-hmm. and the person was like they're pointing to the notes. It's like crazy mind, maniac, uh-huh, like that. Like, why yeah. didn't you do that? Yeah. And I'd love for some. Maybe Zane Lowe, if they do like the Stranger 50th anniversary re-release, something Zane Lowe can ask him that. But it's the same thing. We're like, it's you like, went with this, this interesting choice, easy, but yeah. there was something better that fit. Yeah. Why didn't you do that, dude? Imagine how different the world would be. But I mean, with the Billy Joel thing, like crazy mind, yeah. may like take you around the thing that makes sense yeah yeah you know what you know what tiktoker why why, why don't you let billy joel handle (laughs) the writing the the greatest pop songs ever is is it cool if do do we have your permission user nine five million is that show us what you got pal right (laughs) i did that with uh somebody i can't do that because like what did somebody that would like demoralize my whole line of work to be like oh you can't Let's see, let's see you go out there and play with some NHLers. It's like, well, they haven't let you yet. Should be like, can't knock till you try it. Can't say I'm bad. The until devils you... almost let me. Yeah, it's true. Um, but uh, I did that with someone did a t- oh someone did like a Ben Affleck tweet or something. And it was they, I think they were like shooting for viral town with it. So I quote tweeted it with brunch and I was like, we'll we'll do these things. <laughs> <laughs> you can you can sit this one out. Um, so let's do our top five sob rock songs. Thank you for clarifying when I said let's do our top five sob rocks. You said I was like, okay. Does that mean songs? Because that could mean so yeah, many things. Yeah, I, I just didn't want to be like tricked by you into yeah. being like I don't do that to you. I do that. You do that to me sometimes. I do that to other people while sitting next to you, like the Dylan on Dylan. Like I wouldn't do that to you. I don't. Think. Okay. I because I, I I I want you, uh, like holding the gun is too extreme but like when we're doing that to someone i don't want to be doing that by myself yeah. i need i need some like you need some muscle backup. or yeah it, it's it, it's always funnier when it's coming from both of us especially when you start to throw in like the fun facts we were throwing at dylan <laughs> i did that to christian arcan the other day he was uh he was complaining that people were like tweeting him inane things and uh they talked about benny and the jets on the radio for a second I was so excited to hit him with the, hey, did you know that Benny and the Jets is not live? That is a studio recording, and they weren't going to put it on the album, but they were like, it's kind of weird. You know what? Let's add some like fake crowd noise and make it sound like a live performance. Wow. Yeah. Did you, you know that? No, I didn't know that. Next time we have Dylan wow. on, you, we, should, we, should make a, we should make a brunch coffee table book that is fun like, facts. brunch is fun facts, and yeah. it'll be like, 
Adam Duritz sang backup vocals on Fifth Avenue Heartache. Love that. Does <laughs> Torn being a cover go in yes. there? Or is that too? Uh... No, that's. I mean, no. I think that that like uh, that was our like. Hey, we're we're mocking people by yeah. doing this one, but I think that can go in there. Oh my god, I dude, this is a great idea. Yeah. I was gonna say it was really dumb of you that you just said it to me, but like nobody else could have done do it, it yourself. But I was like, no, that wouldn't be as good if no. like one of us did it by ourselves. Like we would need to. We would. Like, why would one of us do it by ourselves? Like, this you is get, a brand thing. You get a bigger cut. If you did that on PeteBlackburn.com, your face is changed. You're like, fuck. Yeah, but, like, that's... that's no, I don't want it to be, like, like fun facts by Pete Blackburn. I want it to, I want it to be brunch's right. fun facts. It's like shit that we would talk that about. We've, that we've constantly talked about. Good. I'm such a good businessman. <laughs> I constantly talk people out of doing things that could give us a cut. Dude, we should absolutely do that, though. Do we? Do you know any publishers? No, I don't. But I'm sure, like... We could self-publish. Self-publish. I could. I, I think the bigger thing is that we need uh, an artist. Yes. Uh, I mean, we know some. We know some. We know. I mean, if we could get, we'll we'll talk off the air. But we could have. Uh, what if it's a uh, physical, very clunky uh, toy book? <laughs> it's like, did you know? And you open it up, it's like three life-size action, like three enormous action figures of like. <laughs> Elton John, Adam Duritz, Jacob <laughs> Natalie Dylan, and Natalie Brulia, <laughs> and like they're like, why is Dave? Like I get all these references, but why is Dave Schwimmer here? Because did you know that he dated Natalie and Brulia? <laughs> Another fun fact. It's like one of those like talking fish wall things, oh. where you press the button and the fish like stings. It's like you press the button and it's like David Schwimmer tells you a fun fact that has been discussed on the podcast. Great idea. I'm ready to get working. I'm ready to get cracking. Right now, call me Macklemore because I am ready to get cracking on this. Um, okay, you want to do our top five Sobrock songs, buddy? I sure do. Okay, are we gonna count down or are we gonna count up? Oh, I don't know. Let's ask our guest, John Mayer. Would he come on with us? Definitely not. Mm, he would. I, I I don't think we. I I think that he would if we had more clout. Yeah, maybe. Well, that's you. You, you get get on that. I'll 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 get in the lab. Start cooking up some fun facts. Listen, I can't even get Carly Rae Jepsen to follow me on Twitter, and she that is insane. and she follows like three hundred thousand people. I legitimately I, could not believe that she didn't follow me. Yeah, I just I assume that same. I would I I've, I would assume I I just assume that she's doing everything on Twitter to hurt me yeah. personally, and like following you and not following me would be very very hurtful for for me. Do we have any? follows dj and doesn't follow pete's uh sd heim oh yeah that that doesn't hurt that probably doesn't deserve that you deserve that one yeah oh howmouth very hot in the streets these days howmouth put out two new songs and it's getting yes and it's led to some like this is how i got into howmouth stuff and that's like a I'll personally give you that. You're how I got into Howmouth, but you're also how so many people got into Howmouth. There was a Big Cat tweet yeah. about Howmouth. Uh, Big Cat is like a Howmouth super fan now, which is amazing. Yeah. I uh, hit up... Uh, I, so, I have heard some of the stuff that Howmouth's been working on, and legitimately they have... I, I don't know if I'm allowed to say that, but like they, they've, the shit they're, they're coming with... It's there's nothing they can do about it. Is the best. It's so good, and uh, I love the two new songs. Yeah, they're so good. But when he was tweeting that, I se- I sent them link. I was like, "Yo, 
Big Cat's legit. You got to start sending this dude a taste. Yeah. And yeah, who knows? But what if like Big Cat replaces us as their like friend? No, I think you're too deep into the weeds with those guys for them to replace you. Uh, I think like, so. Like Shane was on your EP. Yeah. Shane, I, I think that Shane is... They did the Thunder video with us. Yeah. Like, come on. Like, if I renew my vows in a few years, I, like, Shane could borderline be invite level. Hell yeah. Um, yeah, it's, I remember that was like... I was on the uh, the Yak with Big Cat a few years ago. Yeah? In studio, and like he was like... Yo, you got any new music recommendations for me? Because I saw you tweet about that Famously band. Famously not a music guy. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. I was like, oh, no, you're asking the wrong guy. But he's like, I saw you tweet about uh, this band a little while ago. And like, I listened to them and I fucking love them. And it was Houndmouth. They're... And so that was very, very cool. Also, Jeff Israel tried to take credit for intru- introducing me to Houndmouth. He did not. I want to clarify that. Sorry, Jeff. Was that Jim? No, nobody introduced me to Houndmouth. I found Houndmouth listening to uh, the band radio on... Apple Music. Oh, I I heard Penitentiary through uh through Apple Music, but Jeff was the first person that I n- knew also knew Houndmouth, and so like we had early conversations, uh. and he was like, "You got to check out this song. You got to do this," and so like he broadened my Houndmouth experience for Interesting. me. Interesting. That that's an organic Houndmouth find. Mm-hmm. I don't know how many. I'm not like a. I don't think that I find or break artists or anything, but I can't think of the last artist I found totally organically. Like, everything has been... Like, word of mouth. Yeah, word of mouth. A friend's like, hey, I think you'd like this. A lot of times it's Jeff. A lot of times it's other friends. Nah, sorry, man. I'm out here in the clubs on weekdays, just checking out the open mics and just finding finding superstar talent. What would be a cool uh, claim to fame or, like, a, a, a weird... I found this band first. I think the number one weird thing would be like, I knew Lil Nas X way before you. <laughs> yeah, just hanging out at like the like the depths of SoundCloud. Yeah. Being like, oh, I know this guy. Uh, I actually I, did. I followed him because wasn't he famously initially a, um, I think he was a Nicki Minaj fan account. Oh, really? And like that's what he was like trying to like get Twitter followers through being a Nicki Minaj fan account. And he was trying to do music. A lot of kids trying to do music and then he just like gets this sample the rest is history i feel like i did hear uh old town road before it like really blew up because uh it was around the same time that uh red dead redemption was a big thing the video i think game. it was inspired by that yes yeah. i think so and uh and i remember seeing like a lot of uh like some links to it still on soundcloud being like yo this is hilarious this song is like was inspired by red dead redemption they're so I mean, that that song is so good. I, now I'm just thinking about how I was talking about how Hamouth has great stuff uh, coming. Uh, I'm going to clarify. I don't want to get. I don't want people's expectations to get out of control. One of those songs is the best Houndmouth song ever. <laughs> Better than Sedona. <laughs> I don't. I I think about it often. I think I'm like every now and then I'll be like, I think this is number one Houndmouth for me. And there's there's like. There can be fa- favorite or versus best, and I Sedona think, is incredible. Sedona is, I like, think, ninety percent of, or like ninety to ninety-five percent of Houndmouth fans will tell you that like Sedona is their best song, yeah. and I think that it's very cool. 
that the band seems to recognize that Sedona is their best yes. song. Like I hate when bands and, and like artists sort of reject their most beloved work. And Radiohead. I can see how that would happen. Mm-hmm. Be like, you know, f- fuck you. We have other good We're stuff. We're more than that. You're right, yeah. yeah. Like, I, I like when a band embraces that, like, everybody loves this one thing. And you told me that they played a Kentucky show last week, and they played Sedona twice. And then when we met them at ACL, we were like, yo, let's get a look at the, the set list. And they were like, oh, it's just Sedona 15 times. Yes. And that was very, far, very very funny. Uh, so I, I appreciate that about them. Yes. I, I You put it perfectly. We were trying to workshop... Um, I was going into a movie and I was texting with Shane. He was like, "Hey, he was like, yeah, that show went great. We played Sedona, like we. I think they opened and closed with Sedona, yes. which I love so much. And then I like, would be so upset if like they kicked off the show with Sedona. I'd be like, what? Yeah, I'm what, dude? One of the best concerts I've ever seen. Foo Fighters opened with uh, Everlong, really, and everyone's like." what are you talking about yeah. and then they went into learn to fly and people were like is this gonna be over easy boy minutes? and then they went into monkey wrench i forget i let me see i'm gonna look this up uh fenway foo fighters set list it was um let's see this will be worth pulling up i promise yeah everlong into monkey wrench into learn to fly and then they eventually like Calm slowed down. their roll, yeah. right? But like, yeah, you're like, dude, what are you doing? Like, everyone's not here yet. What are you thinking? Get people are still in the bathroom. I love that move, but yeah, the move of uh, doing uh, multiple Sedonas is super cool, and it reminded me of uh, Vampire Weekend at a festival one time. Opened their set with a punk three times in a row. It's so absurd. Which three times, like opening and closing is one thing. That's like a look, like we love it, you love it. Like it's the, it's the, we're bookending it. It's like, like there's a, time in between. You can enjoy both of them. It, like you play the, you play a punk twice. People are probably like, what? They're doing this again? That's yeah. fucking, that's wacky. It's kind of crazy. They do it a third time and you're like, is this the entire set? <laughs> that, so that's why I love it. The third time they have to be thinking, is, it p- possible they're only going to play a punk for an hour, which that would be legendary. <laughs> I don't know if there's any talks with those fellows about doing uh, Sedona more than twice. I was saying like you guys should sprinkle it in every now and then and call it a uh, uh, a double dona. There you go. And like uh, Shane had a, a couple other names for it that were way more creative that I couldn't think of. But like, how cool would it be? Howmouth fans talking like. I saw them do a double dona and <laughs> whatever. Like or like you can mark shows by how many times did they play Sedona. I like that. But they have so I mean they have so many good songs. I do not envy them making a set list right now because they've been doing it long enough now that you could legitimately you go see them songs, and yeah. say like oh they didn't play whatever and again the the new stuff they have coming is so 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 good so i can't wait for all that to be out i'm glad that people are fucking amped on it i was like obviously how mouth very popular band a lot of people love them but it just made me so happy to see the the responses to that big cat tweet 
and everyone being like, oh, shoot, like, yeah, Big Cat's cool because he likes Houndmouth. Yeah, and not people being like, who the fuck is this? Never heard of it. Right, people being like, oh, yeah, Houndmouth, very good call. Yeah. 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 So, um, very, very cool about that. And uh, so, top five sob rock songs, Sedona five times. Yes, yeah, five times. We should get, we talked about it be- before. Um, Shane was impressed that we had uh, Tom Everett Scott on. So we should maybe follow on the... Uh, well, drummer to drummer. The, yeah, the drummers on, on drummers. Let's do top five, sob rock. What's uh, you, up or down? Let's, let's, do, um, let's do up, because I think they were probably going to start at the same place. Okay. They, they, there's really no suspense, I don't think, in like top five or like top sob rock song. I True. Think. Last Train Home is the best sob rock song. So you're saying so start at the at top one. and work yeah. down. Oh, okay. I like that. Yeah, I'm down to do that. So well, for you... me, number one is Last Train Home. All right. So for me, number one is Last Train Home. Okay, great. So no suspense there. <laughs> agreed. Yeah, love it. Good song. Um I I I wish my biggest complaint is that Last Train Home is not long enough. I would have liked an actual I, solo. It's like I want a solo after Marin Morris comes in, and then I want more Marin Morris yes. after the solo. I agree. Marin Morris fucking kills it on that song, and she's only there for like fifteen seconds. Yes, think like think of how that song builds dynamically. You just opened a door you shouldn't have opened. Okay, so <laughs> like the the fir- I believe the first chorus just has like the and the last train home, and then there's nothing. Second verse introduced introduces those like beep, beep, dip, the guitar and vocal things. So you're like you're getting. More. I'm gonna trust you here because then after the chorus, and then after that chorus, then you're getting that I'm on the last train, I'm on the last train running, mm-hmm. and that, that is part such rules. an acceptable place to stop building it. Maybe you could stay that high, and knowing John Mayer, that's typically about as far as he's gonna push it, and. When yeah. Marin Morris comes in on You're those... You're introducing, like, a new so dynamic. Gr- I Dude, I love it so much. It always feels great. Like, I agree. It, it Give feels me more of that. Like it feels like it's it's wrapping up when he's doing the last train home yeah. thing, and you're like, okay, this could just fade out. It'll be, like, a quick, like, two and a half minute. We're in, we're out. That's a good song to start the album. And then Mar- Marin Morris comes in, and you're like, oh, shit, this is, like... This is going to new levels now, and then it fades out and ends. It's very... It's kind of like a... It's kind of a tease. Yeah. It's... It's great. I would have, yeah. I'd love for them to hang out. I need an ex- I needed an extended cut. I needed like a Quentin Tarantino like four hour last yeah. train home. Just barefoot Marin Morris, <laughs> yes, singing. Uh, okay, what's number two for you? Uh, some would say that two is blue. It's wild blue. Okay, not surprised at all. Uh, wild blue, very good song. Number two for me is new light so i should clarify again doesn't count for you're me. punishing the the three the three pre pre uh last train homes not qualifying for my top five sob rock songs because they do not classify as sob rock for me okay uh your wild blue number two uh three uh what's your number three my number three is uh all I want is to be with you. Ooh. I really, really like this song. And I texted you on Friday as I was like listening to more and more sob rock and, and digesting it. I think that all I want is to be with you is a very simple, but like, it's sort of like what you expect from Mayer, where it's like very simple, but it's so, so palatable. And I think that it, he does it in a very 
strong way. Yeah, I think that's a nice, harmless song, and that's why. How many? This is a short album at forty minutes. It's yeah. lo- long enough to last a lifetime. I always call it number two, but it shouldn't matter. But it does. Shouldn't matter, but it does. Shouldn't be on this album. And all I want is to be with you. Should scratch that itch. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Just like ha- so, I wish that that and it has been in place of that. And it for for me, like it it has a bit more personality than uh, shouldn't matter, but it does. Like shouldn't matter, Definitely. but it does sound like it sounds like it could go on any fucking John Mayer album that he's ever released, and it would fit in. Uh, all I want us to be with you has a little bit of like twang mm-hmm. it's sort of like it's sort of like a western the guitar has like a western feel to it uh and so it seems like it, it would only fit on like paradise valley or later and it has enough of like an 80s slow ballad to it where it fits with sob rock i really really like that song number three for me is why you know love me wow I said on Friday, I was immediately in on that song. The second that verse hit, it's got an incredible verse. It's the little pre-chorus leading in. It's not, I don't know if it's, it might just be the end of the verse, but it's delicious. You want to talk about tasteful and palatable, nothing beats that. And then obviously the chorus is very abrasive for two reasons. The lyrics are terrible. And also, it's just it, it just sounds like kind of a stock chorus. If you, if you change the words, it just kind of sounded stock it kind of sounds stock and whatever. But I'm destined to look past the chorus. I know chorus is a very important part of a song. The rest of the song is so good and I think the chorus actually could be fixed a little bit if you just turned down the harmony on it. So it's two voices singing it. The high, the the higher of the two voices, just maybe it's like maybe it's just the the vowel sound that like the on me, it just sounds so bad. And he's a good singer and he sings well. And I'm like, just turn that down. I want less of that. And at least then the chorus would be kind of boring, but it wouldn't be as abrasive. Which it's it's an abrasive chorus. But if it, that song outside of the chorus. If, it, if that song had a good chorus, it'd be the number one song on the album for Yeah, me. it might be, but I just I cannot get past the chorus, yeah. and I'm never going to. Some so things can't be forgiven. It is a, uh, it is a hard skip for me. Uh, number four on my list is Till the Right One Comes. Mm. Till the Right One Comes, I can't put on there because okay. he said it's not a joke. I don't have the balls to, to, to carry a joke that far. And there's a, the, there's a section in the middle... That's so corny. It's not. It's instrumental, but it's just so corny. It's like, but but I. It's just a little uh, pentatonic thing. It's it's so corny that it sounds like this is what he's talking about when he says shit post. But then he says this isn't a joke. This is serious, and I'm like, dude, you're John Mayer. You wouldn't do this in your song. So I, I I wish we could. I wish this were like. Spotify and Anchor and everything where you can put songs in. I would drop in the part I'm talking about, but it's the middle of the song is just a little too corny for me. But otherwise, like it's like a nice, easy listening right. type of thing, and it fits so, the yacht rock aesthetic. And I will explain to you why I put that ahead of my fifth choice. Uh, and it co- goes back to being corny. But go ahead. What's your fourth? Uh, number four for me. Also, I want to uh, give credit when I was saying that some of the lyrics are really good. 
in Why You Know Love Me, he sa- there's a line he says, hurt me once. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he says, hurt me once, I'll let it be. Hurt me twice, you're dead to me. Three times makes you family. Mm-hmm. That's a great, great that, that does wonderful, wonderful writing from the May Man. Uh, number four for me is Wild Blue. Mm-hmm. Okay. Great, great, very, very good song. I like it a lot. Uh, that is a great, um, like, overcast day sort of. A yeah. little bit, a little bit of blue, a little bit of gray. Yeah, and it's a gr- that's a great that's an ideal wild blue weather so, uh, song listening. Yeah, give me five. Give me five. Uh, five for me is shot in the dark. Uh, ah. And shot in the dark, I put that below. I, I, I kind of like wavered a little bit between four and five there. Ultimately. Like, again, there's only five songs in contention here for me because I only <laughs> like five of the seven. Yeah. Uh, the other two are skips. Um, Till the till the Right One Comes, you mentioned it being, like, a little bit corny of, like, the instrumental or whatever. There's a part in Shot in the Dark, like, lyrically, that is so fucking corny uh, where it's the one where it's, like, I want you so bad or something like that. Uh, it's like it, I was afraid it was going to be because I, I wrote down a lyric from that song that I thought was very good uh what is it i've loved seven other women oh yeah and they all were you yeah I, great line i was gonna ask like what does that mean We've to all you? Been there what does that mean to you oh it can mean so many things yeah, I, exactly I, I, I think it can mean like i've like every time i like I, i've fallen in love a bunch of times and every time it's with you or it could mean and this would go to like more like uh why georgia why mm-hmm. john mayer type of stuff of like you're constantly changing. Yeah. And actually, maybe... Paper doll. This is more like Daughters. When Paper said, doll. All the... Uh, what do you say? All the walls continually change? Yeah. Yeah. That sort of thing where maybe he's saying, like, I'm loving you as you throw this different person at me every time. So th- that lyric can be interpreted all sorts of ways. Ellen but. asked me what that meant. He was like... And I was like, well, it could mean a bunch of things. Like, maybe he... Uh, maybe he just kept trying to date somebody that reminded him of this one woman. That's possible too. So, like, I I really like that part. No, there's there's a part later on in the song where it's like it goes into um, I forget what it what exactly the lyrics are, but it's it's sort of like a bridge to the end of the song. Interesting. Uh, Shot in the dark. John Mayer. Tabs. You know what tabs are? <laughs> uh, yeah. They're the when you open a new one to get yeah. to a different website. No, tabs are like that's like how to play it on guitar. <laughs> um, uh, let me see. I'm pulling up the lyrics here. I want you in the worst way. Yeah, I, I mean, want you in the worst way. Something like that. Is the gate code still your birthday? That's a little creepy. Yeah, but... seriously. Like that, that, that part really kind of like gives me uh, D chills. Yeah, that's so. That song for me, I would give if I had to give it a grade. It's cool. Like, it's like <laughs> again, like the five songs. I I like that song. It's yeah. it's one of the five that I will listen to. Uh, but it is probably my least favorite. Yeah, but you you agree? Like it, it probably maxes out. I was like, yeah, yeah, it's cool. Yeah, yeah. I'm not turning it off. No. Yeah. Got to get to that part. About seven but like, other it women. goes back to what I said on Friday, where like there are often parts of these John Mayer songs that you like, you feel like he fumbled across the goal line. It's like I just wish you didn't do that. Yeah. So number five for me, I'm honestly mad at myself for not having higher, because right now, 
I would cons- I think that it could go anywhere from two to five. And that would be, I guess I just feel like, Ooh, I can't believe that. that I listened stunning. once and I was like, yeah, don't need it. Bye. Yeah, you were you were big on like, ah, this song is so forgettable. Yeah, just yeah. Just throw it away. Doesn't go anywhere. Yeah. And I liked that song from the beginning and I still like that song. It is like super easy listening. I think it's very genuine. Yes. And it's got some nice guitar play. Oh, so good. I thought, so I thought, I imagine my brain first heard it. And again, I'm trying to break out of listening to songs in terms of, all right, what are they doing here? All right, let's figure it out. Mm-hmm. Like, figure it out later. He kind of uh, just, just like... Just listen to it. Um, but he, like that song, he just kind of like puts it all on the table. He's like, there's, there's no guessing here. Like, this is what it is. Right. No, I, I mean, like, I, I never really listen to lyrics. I'm saying like, when I listen, I'm like, all right, what are the cool parts? What's going to be the fun part? What's he going to do next? Blah, blah, blah. And it's like, just calm down, yeah. listen, and like, hear the words, hear everything. Like, do you like it? Think like, just breathe here. Um, and I'm assuming that when I was listening to it before, I was like, uh, it starts here and it doesn't really, it, it, if it, it starts here, it like ends here, right? Just like <laughs> a little bit up, but that, that's what I love about it. I love that it's, it's kind of just like very straightforward. I think that I probably found, I guess I just feel like to be a little, um, internet-y and like yeah. corny or whatever, yeah. but it's maybe like. I don't know. I don't want to say like pandering because I just called it genuine. Yeah. But like it's like it's it's very relatable. Yeah, exactly. It's got some but it's got some very good lyrics and it uh, without again, without making it like a pop up video click here for 20 minutes of me talking about why this part is cool. Like it's little deviation from the verse to the i guess like post verse because it's really just i think just like a bunch of uh verses and it's like little deviation is so fucking tasteful it just basically introduces one new chord and it's not anything you haven't heard before but you're like ooh damn and it's very it's very 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 like eric clapton type of stuff where you could just see a bunch of dudes on stage maybe steve winwood's up there with them and they're just like playing for a little bit and I, yeah. this is the song. It, I, it has a fantastic guitar solo. I I was like really getting into the weeds last night. I was like looking up like John Mayer. Uh, I guess I just feel like guitar tone. Like looking at like how it's he very, found like, that sound on the understated. solo. Understated. It's like it does so not. Tasteful. It does not dominate the song. It's like it just feeds into the 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 entire sort of like. The vibe of the song. It's so oh, it's so tasteful. And super Eric Clapton-y that sometimes like the lead guitar will just be little like not even like a fill, just like like two notes. Like he'll sing something then just like a and like just a little like look, if I want to do something great I would here, but I'm just this is uh, this is how I feel right now. And then at the end he rips a terrific guitar solo that again, the tone, it sounds so good it's i really really like that song i'll I'll probably on my way home now i'll go and listen to it again that's like probably currently my favorite song wow that is stunning but i know that so down to make that song disposable yeah i i need to figure out where my feelings are going to go with this song so it's it's at five right now but it would not surprise me if in a couple weeks i'm like best song on the album is guess i just feel like yeah I, i like that song a lot a lot because of the uh a lot of it because of the message too where it's just like I've lost faith in humanity. Yeah. And like at the end, he's just, it's like, 
I don't always like songs that like take you on a journey or yeah. whatever. It's uh, but like it's like lost faith in, faith in humanity. Everybody sucks. It's making me really really depressed. And then like at the end of the song, he's like, "I was just having a bad day." Yeah, <laughs> he's he's doing it for me on that song, man. Like I I want to see that song. I don't know if it still happens anymore, but I'm like. Uh, Clapton's Crossroads Festival, where he basically, it's just like a show where it's everybody that you know that plays guitar. Everyone you've heard of that plays guitar is there. It's like Eric Clapton, it'd be like B.B. King, it'd be all like the greats, but also like John Mayer and Keith Urban and like Mm -hmm. the good guitarists of today would be there. And they'd all be on stage at some point and they'd be playing tunes together. It was a great time. I'm like, man, this is the song that I want to see John Mayer play there. With like Eric Clapton just sitting there and they're they're swapping solos. I, I'm I'm maybe it's because of during the pandemic I reverted back to like my middle school like electric guitars and pedals and amps shit that I hadn't been like forever. But man, if that song came out when I was a kid, I would have liked John Mayer a lot more than I did when he first came out. When he first came out, I was just like, "Well, he's like a pop star." When he handsome, first came out. Yeah, yeah, loser. <laughs> uh, go back to listen. To, I'll go back to listening to Metallica and classic rock and stuff. But if 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 I were if when I was a kid, John Mayer came out, they're like, "Here's his lead single. This his we're gonna introduce John Mayer to the world with this like very subdued, understated, like." chill song guess i just feel like everyone be like he sucks yeah. out on mayor he would have dated so many less people right <laughs> he would not have had a chance to say something stupid in interviews right. people would be like he seems like the most boring guy in the world why would we interview him? what could he possibly have to say so shout out john mayer you really came back there those are our top fives uh we're going long here but the meat of this episode was going to be that uh <laughs> that actors william fickner and kim coates are best friends and i don't know why that's exciting i think it's because like we've talked about their they kind of are the same They scratch the same itch they scratch the same itch for like if if you're putting together a movie like you'd say like all right now there's going to be this character it's like a william fickner kim coates type of type of character and you know what they're talking about and the fact that they are kind of the same person. And like, also, they like, should be rivals, but to... they're best friends. Right. <laughs> like, like they Maybe they know each other from auditions. They always see each other like, oh, it's, true. it's one of these roles, I guess. But if that were to happen, by the way, I think that like Fickner would get it every time. Fickner overcoats? I think that Fickner is like widely regarded as the better actor. Not even like the better actor, but like the more established. I was gonna, I, F- Fickner, more mainstream. Fickner has definitely... Uh, probably gotten the bigger jobs mm-hmm. although they've done so many of the same things like I, I said to you he's in season two fickner's in season two of prison break and you're like okay got it and then they introduce another character that's kim Coates, and you're like oh hey, hey, uh, let's not confuse anybody here and it becomes tougher to binge because you're like i got two of the same guys going at once right yeah, now you can't use it as background noise because then you're like fuck which one was that right <laughs> there was right after i saw that they were friends there was a scene with the two of them and it was just kim Coates basically being like listen fickner get it together you're out of control here i gotta help you out so don't screw this up and i'm like oh my god they're best friends yeah and like they are they're not like friends they are you could call it a bromance. Like Those the pictures, pictures that they take are hilarious. It's like them on a hike and yeah. they're like poking heads in each other's selfies and stuff. It is 
incredible. The one of them in like the field, they're just both beaming so yeah. much. There's one where one went to the watch the other seemingly uh, race do, a like, car. Race a car because Fickner, I think, is all in the the suit, and Coates is just there. Like, can you I'm believe here to my support buddy? My friend, yeah. yeah. Like, uh, he definitely posted that with like so proud of this dude. <laughs> Everybody said that he wouldn't be able to race a car. I Which went and watched him Fickner, race a car today. Nobody said that Fickner couldn't race a car. Right. He made that up. On his birthday, he's doing like, uh, happy birthday to the funniest, most exploratory. And it's like the picture of them hiking. And it's like, and like, like badass. <laughs> and it's them when he went and raced a car. Yeah, they are like straight up best friend goals yes. seemingly uh and i have not been able to get it out of my head since you said it uh, <laughs> a couple nights ago you're like what if we got both of them on the podcast that would be awesome getting just, both of them on to just like talk about friendship and just a real like 2v2 best yeah bud situation yeah don't want to get into like we don't care about your work right. just talk about your friendship now you two played similar characters on entourage did you talk, talk to each other about how to play? none no. of that i want it to no. be like a double double date yes exactly <laughs> let's just do a double date with Coates and Fickner. Coates, Fickner, Bean, Blackburn. Who does not want that? I saw that I looked up uh, Fickner doesn't have Twitter, but one of his friends runs a Twitter account for him. Okay. And but he's always like I'm not like representing him, but this is just it's, it's kind of real uh, it's a Laura, a Laura Branigan situation. Kind of. The Laura Branigan thing is more like they like hijacked her yeah. legacy. Yeah, but I'm saying like it's a tasteful Laura Branigan. Yes, yes. Way where it's like, okay, I give you permission to do this, and please don't like impersonate me. Right. Um, but Coates has uh, a a Twitter, and I saw him retweet something. One of his most recent retweets was him retweeting. Uh, let me find it. A, a tweet. They they did a movie together Ooh. called Cold Brook, and one of his more recent retweets was somebody tweeting at him saying. I haven't watched such a wonderful, calm, positive movie for a long time. Oh, so Friday episode, Colebrook review. I would a thousand percent be down to do that. I feel like, like I want them to like co-author a book called like This Friendship. Yeah, hell yeah. And it's got like a blue, like a light or blue just, cover. Just give them like a Netflix show that's just about them hanging out on like a ranch. Go ahead, boys. Just do whatever you want. Right. It's like, imagine, that'd be, actually be a cool thing to lie about. Like, you uh, pretend that book exists. So somebody's oh. like, what have you been reading? Well, I started to do One Spawn Time in Hollywood, but then I picked up, uh, you know, This Friendship by, uh, by Kim Coates and William Fickner? Yeah, the actors. Yeah, they're uh, they're good. They're actually very good friends. They, they talk about it in the Their book. Their book is incredible. It's all it's about. You have to. It's my favorite book right now. It's book very club. Hard, very hard to get your hands on, but like if you can find it, it's 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 so great. We new goal, new goal. So we we have to we have to we, make this we book. made we made a real book yeah. and a fake book on this episode. That is very impressive. 